Welcome to Monday Matters with Holly Cochran. Holly is a wife, mom, coach, and entrepreneur. She wears these and many more hats while running three successful businesses, a gym, online counseling and nutrition program, and commercial cleaning company. She brings a unique perspective to everyday life with her spicy, no-nonsense attitude. Holly helps her clients keep it simple with small tweaks that over time add up to big life changes. With that, let's get on with today's episode. Here's my friend, Holly Cochran, an incredible human you need to be listening to every Monday. Hey, family, friends, and strangers. Thanks for tuning in to the Monday Matters podcast. I hope you're all having a great start to your week if you are listening to this on a Monday. And if it is not Monday where you are, I hope you are just having a fantastic day. Um, I'm going to, today, as I am a little tongue-tied, I'm talking to you about whether or not you have checked in recently with if you are feeling good, or if you are feeling familiar. And I'm asking you that question because they are not the same. And lots of times when I am talking to people and I start saying, you know, how are you feeling? Oh, pretty good. And then as we peel apart that onion a little bit, no, actually not feeling pretty good. It's just kind of how I always feel. It's familiar. Doesn't equal feeling good or even close to feeling awesome. And sometimes it's because our mindset or our habits or our belief system has been ingrained. We have watched other people do things in a certain way, so therefore that's how we do them. We have grown up living in a situation that was going on for years. Therefore, it felt familiar. It felt constant, but that doesn't necessarily mean it felt good. And we can have these glimmers where we're like, yeah, that." It's probably not how that's supposed to be, or that could probably be better. But what's almost scarier is change, especially when you have no clue how to make those changes. So I'm, I'm going to tell you just a really quick story of the first time it came to my attention that I was doing things that maybe weren't necessarily making sense, had nothing to do with how I was feeling about anything in life, or it's not deep or anything like that. But I was, Corey and I were just dating and he was over at my apartment and I was making us popcorn and he, I made popcorn and then I was melting the butter and I was melting the butter by taking a spoon into the butter. Actually, I think it was probably basil margarine back then because we didn't know what we know. So I took the spoon into the basil margarine. Then I got my finger dirty while I scooped the butter off or the margarine off the spoon, put it into a bowl and melted it in the microwave and then poured it over the bowl of popcorn. But it didn't have a nice bowl with a nice little lip on it. So it kind of just pours all over into one spot on the popcorn. And then I shook it up. And Corey looks at me and he says, why do you melt butter like that? And I was like, what do you mean? Why do I melt butter like that? Isn't this how everyone melts butter? And he's like, no, get a knife and like a measuring cup with a little spout thing on the end of it. Like that's the most inefficient way I've ever seen anybody melt butter before. And I started to laugh because I honestly had never thought that process through for myself. And I don't know if maybe we didn't have a measuring cup or the measuring cup was far away from wherever my mom was doing anything. And she just always grabbed a spoon off the counter and didn't bother going for a knife. I don't know why my mom melted butter on popcorn with a spoon and a bowl. And maybe she still does and it works really good for her. 
but it isn't necessarily the most efficient way to melt butter on top of your popcorn, but it was the very first time I'd ever given it some thought that I had, I was doing things just because I was doing things because I didn't know better, or I had never thought it through for myself. And the fact that I am, you know, 30, maybe 30 years later, I don't know, and still remember that moment exactly where I was standing in my very first apartment when somebody questioned why I would do that. And it still makes an impact on me today. I don't want to do things just to do them. And I don't want to do things just because they're familiar. And I don't want to feel a certain way just because that feels normal when normal doesn't feel good. So I'm here today to question you. Do you really feel good? Do you really feel like you're handling stress? Do you really feel like you are being efficient? Or do you just feel like this is how it is? This is normal for me. This is, I, I don't feel bad, so therefore I must feel good. And it's just a familiar feeling. I also wanted to ask you this. Do people say to you, drama seems to find you or you're never out of a crisis for very long you always end up back in some sort of crisis mode if you've heard those things or thought those things then this is exactly what i'm talking about the people who seem to have drama follow them or seem to be in a crisis situation one after another after another end up there because it feels familiar and safe and making the changes that are necessary to not be engaged in drama, to not be in a, involved in a crisis that's surrounding you. To make the choices to not be there are sometimes harder than to just do what you normally know, no, do what you normally do, doing what you feel familiar with. I wanted to talk about different things today that, um, you might be doing subconsciously or unconsciously, I think unconsciously, just because they're familiar. Let's start with the thing that I'm most passionate about, which is our food choices. How many of you are eating similar to how you grew up eating? How many of you have made dramatic changes to your diet? Like, I mean, a complete and utter overhaul. How many of you still really love to make some of those family favorites? And how many of you make pretty much the same thing? This is what we ate as kids. This is what we're eating now. It's all fine. You're probably somewhere on that spectrum of we've tweaked a few things. My, my partner has influenced the way we feed our kids a little bit, but it doesn't look that terribly different from what our parents fed us. Or maybe you've made a dramatic overhaul, or maybe um, you're, you've changed the way you are choosing to eat now, and that's been recent. You'd been doing it a real familiar way for years and finally have realized that's maybe not what's serving me the best, and now I'm going to make these changes. So sometimes it's about, just take a look. What did you grow up having access to? What did you grow up having no access to that you do now and you let your kids have now and how are, what are the rules around food that you are, um, sharing with your kids or exploring with your kids that were given to you by your parents or that were 
ones you thought my parents gave to me and I for sure will not be sharing them with my kid. I have never once said to my kid, finish what's on your plate because there are starving children somewhere. I never thought that was a thing that made any sense to me. It's never come out of my mouth to my kids. Nobody's ever had to finish what's on their plate because of a starving child somewhere else. I have told my kids not to waste food because they could be starving at the price that it costs right now if they keep wasting it. But I've never told them they had to eat it because of somebody's, there's a starving kid somewhere. Those are things that don't make sense to me and I'm not carrying them on. But as far as eating the food that I was familiar with and food that makes me feel good, not the same. It is not the same. I have had to change the food I'm familiar with to new foods because I feel better when I do. So when I say to you, I often ask people like on a scale of one to 10, with 10 being I'm all in, I can do a complete change because I want to feel better. And one, I, I don't want to make very many changes to my meal plan or to my nutrition. I want to stay pretty close to where I'm at. I ask people that rating scale question because I need to understand how familiar they need their world to be and how much of a risk taker they are to make change to feel different. If they're not huge risk takers, we take real baby steps at feeling better through food because food is medicine and often that's what I'm talking to people about. And if they're like, oh, I have, I'm sick of feeling like this. I know this isn't good. It's just familiar. I'm all in, like I'm an eight or a nine, bring on some major changes. Then we can start talking about ways to not be so familiar with and be more of a food explorer and finding different ways to feel better with our food. So there's one thing that you have to kind of assess. What are you doing that is familiar and what is making you actually feel good? How about stress? How do you handle stress? Do you remember your parents handling stress in a similar way? Have you broke that cycle if there was a cycle? Or have you, did you follow in their footsteps for a while and then thought, no, that's not how I'm going to do it. This is going to change. Did they handle their stress really well and you model it and you wish you could do better every day because your parents did a fantastic job of modeling how to get through difficult times and other recessions in this world and the other challenges that our parents have faced. Do you do the same thing over and over wishing you were doing it better, but not feeling comfortable enough to figure out what that looks like? One of the things that comes to mind when I talk about people handling stress is I say, do you do any meditation? And meditation is probably not something any of you watched your parents do but it's all the rage now. People are always talking about meditating and meditating apps and meditation before bed and teaching their kids to meditate and bringing meditation into the schools. This is new. Are you feeling comfortable with new? Do you want to make changes? Do you think, nope, I've never really ever seen anybody meditate before, so I am not going to go there. That is wacky and weird and super uncomfortable and I don't do anything that I don't know about. What if it made you feel better? That's a good question. What if there are changes? What are what if people are becoming a little bit more aware of ways to feel better in this stressful day and age? And we just need to be a little uncomfortable, feel a little bit weird, probably maybe even hum a little if you're meditating and doing some some um, breath work. Maybe you're going to make some sounds that would feel a little weird for people on their first time 
meditating and connecting and doing a yoga practice, any of those sorts of things. I don't know that most of us saw our parents doing that kind of stuff. Maybe we see them doing it now, but it wasn't something familiar when we were growing up, but it might be something to embrace. I talked a little bit about parenting styles, things that I want to make sure that I am bringing into my world as a parent and things that don't make sense, like how to melt butter and changing those up. But sometimes we catch ourselves just doing what we know, not necessarily what is what feels good. And we, with kids especially, kids are engaged, teenagers are engaging in relationships at you know, 14, 15, 16 years old, and they're thinking that they need to model the behaviors that they've seen, the ones that they know, the ones that they're familiar with, not necessarily that it's making them feel good. They just think that's how relationships are. They just model what they've seen and what they've seen is not necessarily good for them. And I will ask kids when they start telling me about some of the situations that they're involved with, with partners or with potential partners and people that they like and the, the exchanges between them. And I'm like, wow, those are some serious red flags. But then I think about what they've told me about everything in their childhood from zero to 15 years old. And I'm thinking, but how do you even know that that's not okay? You haven't been modeled what's okay. And so we have to start engaging in that conversation. And it's like such an epidemic right now. Our young men don't know how to model being a, a really awesome partner. Our young women don't know how to expect to be treated. Every day I'm trying to teach people that, yeah, I know that's all you've seen or a lot of what you've seen, but how can I put that but into your thoughts? How can I put that? But it doesn't have to be that way. And that feels really scary because if you don't want to accept what's familiar, you might be at risk of being alone. And that might be more scary than being in a situation that feels familiar, but not good. There is a huge difference between being in a situation that feels familiar and one that actually feels good. Once you start realizing what you want in life, what makes you feel good, I think it's a sign of maturity. And yes, my kids are starting to question things. That's that's that level that you get as a teenager where you start breaking free from doing whatever your parents say and dipping your toes in the water of autonomy and understanding that you can do things differently. I think we dip our toes into it there, but it needs to continue. You should always be testing those waters. You should always be doing that little bit of a self-assessment. Do I feel good? Do I feel the same? They're not interchangeable words. What, if you were to ask yourself, what would I like to do different that would help me to feel better? Just pick one. Then ask yourself, why am I doing it this way? Why am I, you know, why am I eating some of this food? when I would like to do it differently? Why am I cleaning my house to this level that my mom instilled was an important sort of value when really it's not a value of mine and it causes me significant stress and I haven't been able to read a good book on the weekend because I'm trying to keep my house to this level 
that doesn't make me feel good. Ask yourself what you would change if you could change something, because I'm going to challenge you to say you can. If you think there's a way that you could change familiar to feeling actually good, be a risk taker, be a food explorer, be open-minded, start learning from other people who are doing the things that you think you might like to try that are really different. What kind of um, courage can you muster up to feel brave, to do different, to go against what you have been told, go against the norm, go against what you've learned and do it the way you think would make you feel better. That's my challenge to everybody right now is just, if you're still here, ask yourself, what could you change that is almost a automatic response to things, but you know is not serving you? And how could you do that better? Who do you need to ask for for help maybe? That's a big one is, I don't wanna do it this way. Just that tiny little suggestion to somebody like, I, I think I'm getting the butter on the popcorn kind of all in one spot and I should probably figure out a better way to do that. How do you, do you got any suggestions? That's just a real simple one, but I have often gone to my partner and said, I, this is how I do it, but I don't know that this is the most efficient way to do it. Look at this from a different perspective. Tell me a better way to do this. So. There's the challenge. Do you feel good or do you feel familiar? What in your world do you have you adopted just because it's what you know, what you've seen, what you've lived through, and what do you want to do different? Have a fantastic week, friends. I hope you are enjoying everything and pondering these questions. Feel free to drop me a note at the bottom of my Instagram or Facebook or on this podcast, either Apple or Spotify, wherever you are listening to it. Um, thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Monday Matters with Holly Cochran. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to Monday Matters, leave her a review and share this episode on your social media. Should you have any questions about what you listen to or want more info, reach out and send her a message at K2 Health with Holly on Instagram and Facebook. She loves hearing from her listeners. See you next time.